Worldview Radio and WVW-TV is made possible because of listeners like you. Thank you so much for your tax-deductible contribution that you can make at wvwfoundation.com. That's wvwfoundation.com or by calling 901-825-0652. That's 901-825-0652. You can also send your tax-deductible contribution via check. To WVW Foundation, P.O. Box 1690, Collierville, Tennessee 38027. That's again, WVW Foundation, P.O. Box 1690, Collierville, Tennessee 38027. Thank you for helping make possible Worldview Radio and WVW-TV broadcasts. Spiritual values, moral issues, government, economy, education, work, responsibility. What we think about these depends on our worldview. Now, VCY America presents Worldview Weekend Radio with Brandon House. Glad you're with us. Thank you for joining us. Going to be joined by Aaron for a quick update from Israel. Then we're going to go to uh, Lieutenant uh, David Pine. He is with the EMP Task Force. There is great concern that America is being set up, and this is on the good news. I mean, this is the, the the more favorable good news of all the different scenarios that are out there, folks. <laughs> and yet, it's not good good at all. But it's one of the better options versus other things they could do. But there is concern that America could be being set up and blackmailed by China, by Iran, and others to stand down in strategic places around the globe or face, well, a cruise missile attack off our coast. There are reports now of Iran, and I dealt with this last night on uh, television. I'm going to deal with it today in greater detail with a new guest on the topic, that being David Pine. But there are reports that indeed Iran is uh, and they are putting these cruise missiles on certain types of ships. There's plenty of video footage of this, folks. The missiles being shot off. And again, they can patrol in international waters right off our coast, off the uh, Gulf. Uh, This is of grave concern and it's right in the tally, the territory of what we have warned about for years with Dr. Peter Vincent Pry and David Pine. Now, What if the enemies of America desire to take down just part of our grid? I I believe that it's possible. It's just my theory. And I'll ask David Pine what he thinks. I believe it's possible that our enemies could put down the East Coast grid so that the rest of the country gets to sit and watch. That also, of course, leaves that other part of the grid, if they were to use an EMP for part of the grid, the other part of the grid, um, viable for any use by the CCP, who apparently have the military agreement with Russia that if this ever happens, they get the land for, for, for raising food. So that keeps a big part of the farmland west of the Mississippi going. 
But wouldn't that be quite the psychological operation to let half the country, and that's if the grid could stay up with the other other two, Texas and the East Coast going down, if it could stay up or just the pull of itself would, would bring it down temporarily, but not completely demolish it with an EMP. But can you imagine the psychological impact on America, half of America watching what's happening to the other half of America? Then you have the issue of that half of America migrating quickly to the part that maybe still has power. Again, you talk about chaos and letting Americans finish each other off and getting into problems. Uh, this is this is this is my concern. Again, <laughs> I'm just going back to what Barack Obama, Michelle Obama's uh, uh, film, not documentary, but film, uh, Leave the World Behind. Remember the one line in that movie was that they, the elite who are behind this, want us to finish each other off. They want us to do this to each other. Hmm. Well, bring down part of your grid, leave the other grid up, let people start migrating and fighting for resources, and what do you think is going to happen? Now you think all of this is, uh, is you know, just kind of uh, making up wild scenarios. No, they're not. These are actually military strategic decisions we're talking about here. This is not. This is the kind of thing that they actually game in the intelligence arena for what the enemy would do or could do. At least they used to when the government wasn't completely co-opted by the enemy. So we'll get to that with David Pine. But first up is, first up is uh, Aaron Lavarco from Israel, our reporter on the ground there. Latest updates. I wanted to get you on today, Aaron, because I'm reading a lot of news and I think our audience needs an update. And just as we were coming on the air, the theme music was playing. I My red alert went off with another rocket. Uh, tell me what's the latest in Israel, please. Hi, uh, Brennan. Good to be with you. Um, we had a very, very serious day of missiles being fired from South Lebanon. Hezbollah are upping the ante. Now, what's interesting is they attacked a completely different area, uh, one of the four ancient holy cities of Israel, Safed or Tzfat. Uh, that is up in the uh, western, northwestern Galilee. It's uh, renowned as a uh, very famous uh, 16th century city where a lot of Jews who fled the, the Spanish and Portuguese inquisitions, they came there uh, and they started a Judaism called the Kabbalah. Uh, that was attacked today. One woman was killed. Eight were wounded. Now, this is a big, serious move. And I'll tell you why, because not only did one uh, young dear, uh, young soldier lose her life and eight uh, wounded, but there are 40,000 residents in the city, plus the surrounding uh, villages and uh, and towns. And there is talk that the, uh, the IDF, the defense establishment, are going to evacuate another 40,000 people from Safad and from the surrounding towns and villages. And our, uh, our population, our civilians are becoming tired of this and they are saying enough is enough. In the meantime, our uh, defense uh, top uh, five-star general, Hezi Halevi, uh, has ordered our uh, Air Force. Our Air Force has been uh, hitting back, fighting back all day. Uh, 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 precision uh, targets, 
on, uh, on installations and military targets in Lebanon. We are waiting, according to our top, uh, uh, our defense minister, we are waiting for a retaliation. And we don't know what kind of retaliation is, but um, our, now something very interesting on a political level happened. Benjamin Netanyahu called back from Cairo, from Egypt, the head of the Mossad, David Barnea, he said, uh, I want you back home. He said, uh, we're not negotiating with Hamas. We're not negotiating with uh, Hezbollah. The war cabinet in uh, Netanyahu's emergency government cabinet, they were upset with Bibi Netanyahu for doing this because he did it alone. And this is the one of the dilemmas that Bibi Netanyahu has. He, on one hand, he gets criticized for not being a leader, and then he becomes a leader. He makes these decisions, and he gets criticized for doing it. Be that as it may, he has called uh, stops to negotiate it, negotiations. Um, we're all sitting, waiting, waiting, waiting what will happen. We don't know what kind of retaliation, but I've just been watching the news, and uh, uh, Nasrallah, Hussein Nasrallah, the head of uh, Hezbollah was on television, and like I like I reported yesterday, just yesterday, he was calling once again for the annihilation of Israel. We're getting ready. We're preparing. We've been talking about this for weeks and months, and it looks like uh, the clock is ticking down. Okay, so when you say he's on television, was he live? Was it recorded so they can't figure out where he's at, or? Was it live and they can now figure out where he is at? Because he, obviously he's in hiding, right? Well, Nasrallah, um, to some degree, he is in hiding. Yes, correct. Uh, he knows that uh, he is not beyond the uh, long arm of the Israeli defense or uh, air force. So uh, we, we know it was from Lebanon. We don't know exactly where it was, but it was from live television in Lebanon. And we, of course, we can pick up their television channels. Uh, so uh, he is—he's calculated. He knows where and when, uh, and where where and where not to go. Uh, but uh, I would imagine our uh, our Mossad, our uh, our military intelligence uh, that is working within Lebanon, uh, they are planning something. But so are Hezbollah, and this is a big concern. They—I mentioned this yesterday—they not only have up to 200,000 uh, missiles. They actually also have drones. And we are entering into a new generation where the warfare is different. They also have um, uh, chemical chemical weapons as well, and maybe uh, put them together, drones and chemical weapons. Mm. Oh, God wow. forbid yeah. that this kind of stuff could happen. God Absolutely. forbid. Absolutely. Here we have a report uh, at Worldview Report.com, worldviewreport.com, your daily aggregated news site. There it is from the Jerusalem Post. More than 5,500 soldiers wounded, another 20,000 expected by end of 2024. Um, I'm going to, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> let me just say, I am uh, doubting that number. I think that number is much higher. What do you think? I think that number of 5,500 wounded is, is higher. What do you think? You mean Israeli soldiers? Yeah. Uh, I think they're being be, I think they're being conservative in that number. Well, f having followed statistics and numbers since the war began, it kind of comes across as a 
about a ballpark pretty accurate figure, Brandon. You think so? Um, I think so. I think so when you consider... I hope it's uh, so, but I, I just have some people that have informed me that, that, that they think the, the numbers are much, much higher. Uh, well, it could be. If you've, if you've got your people informing you, I have... The, the, that number seems a, a kind of accurate, but... Uh, well, let me ask you like, this. How, how full are the hospitals? Have you been able to get any read on how full the hospitals are and the rehabilitation centers for these injured soldiers? Let me answer by by comparing it to what happened during COVID when everyone was sick and our hospitals were jammed full all the time by the sickness. We're not hear, hearing any of those reports. We're not hearing of uh, overload people being worked around the clock. But you have, you, you have certain hospitals that the military goes to, or do they just go to your general hospital civilians go to as well? They go to the general hospitals that civilians go to, as well as uh, military hospitals, depending on where they uh, get wounded. We have hospitals all around the country. If they get wounded on the southern border, we have general hospitals in Beersheba, for example. If it's in the Galilee region, we have hospitals in Poria. If it's in the central Gush Dan region, we have hospitals in Tel Aviv, Haifa. So we we have, we're we're well equipped with uh, with hospitals. Number again. Let's pray that that number is accurate. It's not higher. But with that number, that's still a lot of wounded soldiers. Let's go to this headline because this all happens on about the same day when you start connecting the headlines. This is not good, and we have discussed this before uh, last year before. You know, at the end of 2023, I brought up that I had people that are uh, in Florida telling me Benjamin Netanyahu's son is in the area. Why? Why is this a PR allowed to go down? I guess maybe they feel he's safer here. I don't know. But Benjamin Netanyahu's son, 32, hungers down in $5,000 a month Florida high rise protected by Israeli bodyguards as hundreds of thousands of his countrymen put their lives on the line. Brutal fighting against Hamas in Gaza. Um why is it why is it the elite always seem their sons never go to battle and yet they want to try to draft my kid or someone else's child and i think that's probably coming to america and my son will not be going that's not going to happen uh, he'll be enrolled in seminary um uh so what what why do you think this is happening this is a bad pr move i think um put him somewhere safe stay off the radar do we need him, you know, having pictures taken of him, you know, on a balcony enjoying a beverage? We'll get back to Aaron on that as soon as we come back, because I'd like to know what the Israelis are thinking, particularly the moms and dads and grandparents whose kids are not enjoying life in Florida under bodyguard protection. We'll be right back. Now, if you appreciate all we're doing here at Worldview 2 and you want these programs to continue, we need your support to do that. So we want to tell you a couple ways you can support us and I think support your health at the same time. One of them is through a new partnership. And many, many, many of you have signed up for this. You'll find it's shocking how many have signed up for this in the last few days this week since we launched it. The new website, we gave it its own URL, superfoodshouse.com, superfoodshouse, spell it H-O-W-S-E, superfoodshouse.com. My wife is on the 30-day plan right now, but you don't have to get on the 30-day plan. She's, by the way, the one that brought this to us, checked it out, ordered it, started taking it. Said, Brandon, this passes my test, just as did the Bella Grace. She's kind of the, the gal that does this for me, and she's good at it. 
she has a medical background, a medical social work background. So she likes, she's very into health and that kind of thing. So she's on the 30 day plan. You don't have to do that. You can just uh, get what you want. You know, the different pouches, dark berry protein. This is vegetables that are pulled out of the ground, organic, not sprayed, no glyphosate, no Roundup, no pesticides. You can do the super meal. You can do the MVP sport. A lot of young people, I'm told, are doing this as well as other people of uh, other ages. But I understand a lot of young people like this uh, MVP sport after they work out with because they want that protein. You also, again, can go with the bio fruit, the beets carrot juice it's a powder what they do is as has been explained to me they take it out of the field organic they juice it they dry it turn it into this power powder and you just add water and boom you're off to the races full of nutrients not sprayed no uh you know chemicals or anything added to it that's what makes this so great again check out the website superfoodshouse.com superfoodshouse.com very very pleased at how many of you have signed up for this this week so thank you it's a great way to support our organization and i think support your health but here's the other thing too i think you're also supporting the farmers because um many of these farmers obviously are into the free market system and they're into private property they raise a crop right and there's a war on america's farmers and there's particularly a war on farmers that don't want to do the bidding of the government and big agriculture so Here's a great way to support farmers that are into private property, the free market system, healthy food. Then you're supporting this organization and I think you're helped at the same time. So please consider going there to superfoodshouse.com. All right, welcome back. Glad you're with us. We're gonna get to David Pine here in just a second with the concern of blackmail by Iran and China on America. Uh, and probably Russia, but certainly China and Iran. Joining me is Aaron Lavarco of uh, LightToTheNationsMinistry.com. He is our reporter on the ground in Israel and uh, brought to you by our foundation, WVWFoundation.com. WVWFoundation.com compensates him for his time and work and research and allowing us to send him equipment, set up a studio there. And so, again, thank you for all of you who help us bring Aaron to you through the foundation, WVWFoundation.com. Aaron, uh, so we have people dying. We have 5,500 injured in Israel. Uh, and yet we have uh, pictures of uh, Netanyahu's son in Florida. Again, at the end of last year, I had people that I know in Florida saying, yeah, Benjamin Netanyahu's son keeps being seen here on the party scene. Uh, I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like a good PR move. Well, today the Daily Mail has an exclusive and they're showing pictures of him with his friends who are playing with those uh, headsets, those VR headsets. And, um, you know, I just don't know what, what uh, he's eligible. I guess he's eligible until he turns 40, he's 32. Why is he not over there doing his his part like everybody else is required? We got people here in uh, in the mid south that I personally know that had to pack up their stuff, a little well, should pack up a little bit of their gear, left every left everything behind, left behind their home and their their property, other than a couple of handbags, you know, suitcases, and fled immediately back to Israel to get into the uniform and be on the battlefield within 48 hours. Why is he still sitting here? Well, firstly, it's not ma for, for for every Israeli soldier abroad. It's not mandatory to 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 serve. Okay. So uh, that's a little bit in his defense. However, uh, he knows who he is. He knows whose son he is. He knows the ramifications of his decisions, and he's a bit of a rogue. He was criticized for not joining in, 
when the war started. So as a kind of a, a, a B plan, he actually volunteered for a, uh, a, an ambulance, uh, an emergency ambulance unit. Uh, I, no one really knows why he did that maneuver, but he did. Um, but he faced a lot of criticism. But as far as, uh, as did, how, how, so he did leave Florida and go back to Israel for a period of time and ran and drove an ambulance. Yes. So that, did, so that lasted about what, 48 hours. So they can get some pictures of that, put it in the press and then fly back to Florida. What's going on? Yeah. I don't know how long that lasted. Yeah. I bet it didn't. I bet you didn't last very long, Aaron. Uh, I, I, and, and you understand didn't. my frustration. It's it's your business and your country, not mine. I don't. I'm not an Israeli, and I don't pay taxes, and I don't vote. No, no, no. I totally agree with you. Listen, but I'm he, I'm just being I'm just giving the disclaimer. I'm not trying to be offensive yeah, to anyone he's in Israel. The Prime Minister's son. But it, he it, should respect. I find it offensive because he's yeah. hiding out in our country. Number one. Uh, we're over here trying to explain to people what's going on over there, and we're standing up for Israel while he creates, I think, a PR problem for not only his father and the country, but he creates a PR problem for those of us trying to stand up and bring people to the understanding of what's happening to Israel, and he's not helping, number one. Yeah. Number two, I don't like it when the elite, when their children don't get treated like the rest of us, okay? Yeah. And and I think, and I'm afraid very soon, they're going to want to try to enlist our kids here in America, and you watch a bunch of the elite won't go. George W. didn't go. You know, he got some reserve and got to fly around uh, the United States in an airplane and play fighter pilot safe on the shores of America. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of it. I'm sick and tired of them getting big salaries, huge pensions, security. Uh, their pensions go on forever. The best, best health care, you know, that, that, that you could have in America. Uh, and then their kids get all these special force, uh, these special privileges, like avoiding, you know, conflicts. And yet we pay lots of taxes. Many of us don't have a pension. I don't have a pension. I'm self-employed. You know, I don't, I don't have a, a government pension. I don't want a government pension. But I don't. I have to pay for my own health insurance, and I pay a lot for it. So, I mean, I'm sick and tired of these elite. You know, you want to send my son, send yours first. But I understand this guy's uh, kind of gone around declaring himself kind of basically to be like royalty. I, I read somewhere he's compared himself to uh, kind of the the, the, the uh, uh, Prince Harry of, of, of Israel, according to this report here. But, you know, I don't know. The whole thing is, can his father not tell him, stay out of the way, stay off the balcony, uh, get out of Florida, you know, send him somewhere off the radar where they're not taking pictures of him playing with VR headsets with his buddies while Israelis are dying in the field. Yeah, he's kind of like a rebel without a cause, and he he's his own man. He he's you know there's conflict between him and his dad. Ah, um, well that that helps us yeah. understand more. Thank you for that. Yeah, no, his his uh, he he knows what he's doing, and I, I I you know I I don't have a lot of pity for him. I think he's isolating himself. He's he his name will go before him. He's making a bad name for himself. He's going to end up very isolated, very, very much alone. Um, but so he, he, he probably is not following his father's advice is what I'm hearing you say. No, no, exactly. He is absolutely not. And, you know, the flip side of what we're talking about right now, Brennan, I literally half an hour ago, I was watching the television. I was watching a group of Bedouin men, policemen and soldiers, Bedouins, Muslim Bedouins who serve the Isra in Israel, they're Israeli citizens. 
they were being honored and given rewards, medals and, and prizes of honor, because on October the 7th, uh, when some of uh, the people that were attacked and were hiding in bunkers and hiding behind trees, they got on their cell phones, they phoned these Bedouin police and soldiers, these guys risked their lives and they saved some of these people. There was about eight of them and they were uh, up in Jerusalem today uh, at a museum called Friends of Zion, a man called Mike Evans, a Christian man who, uh, who honored them. And uh, they were all standing up there weeping as they were receiving these honors, weeping probably because they realized that, yes, on one hand, they were heroes, but on the other hand, they remembered what they saw on that day. And then you've got the story of the prime minister's son uh, living in $5,000 luxury apartments. It's pretty shameful. It's it's very sad. Yeah, absolutely it is. And it's not good for your country. It's not good for your morale. It's not good for your unity. It's not good for the leadership of the prime minister. And if he's if he's not listening to his father and, and following his father's advice and trying to do the right thing by the people of Israel and by his father father's credibility to lead his nation during this very difficult time, if he's not willing to help his own people and his father by by being more discerning, then shame on him. It's really it's really disappointing. Yeah. You know who it reminds me of in the Bible? One of King David's sons, mm. Absalom. Absalom rebelled against his father. And it says he stole the hearts of the people. I don't think Yair Netanyahu, uh, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu's son, is stealing anybody's hearts. I think he's, get, he's get, getting the opposite. He's getting a lot of people very, very upset with him. Yeah, rightfully so as well. All right. Thank you for the update, Aaron. You might want to stay and listen to what we're about to talk about because it affects America, the great Satan, as they call us, uh, as as Iran is using Hamas to come after you guys. So we're kind of all swinging together in this. Uh, so you might find this interesting. Like to the nation's ministry dot com. Aaron Lavarco. Aaron, thank you, my friend. Thanks, Brandon. God bless you too, Aaron. Checking in, folks, from our uh, studio we've set up in Israel. Again, brought to you by our foundation. Let's go now to my friend, uh, Lieutenant David Pine. He's with the EMP Task Force, and uh, as you guys know, Dr. Peter Pry was warning us over and over from this very news desk. He sat at this very news desk for hours, and we produced his 30-minute television show. We produced his weekly radio show and he warned us over and over about where we find ourselves now how to de-escalate the situation and not escalate the situation he also was very concerned about i mean i can pull up the shows if i could find them go through the shows and find them but he warned about what we're about to talk about now and that is finding ourselves we're being really blackmailed joining me now to talk about that is david pine david welcome back to the broadcast thank you for joining us Hey, Steve Bradley, great to be on. Dave, David is uh, in the car in route today and graciously agreed to join us by phone because of this story. I covered it last night at uh, worldviewtube.com with Colonel John Mills, and I want to get your take on it because it's right in your wheelhouse. Here's the headline. Iran launches ballistic missiles from converted warships. Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps is claiming a historic first with the test firing of two ballistic missiles from the deck of a former commercial ship turned warship in the Gulf of Oman. The IRGC reported the successful launch of two ballistic missiles from this ship. These missiles have the capability to reach up to 1,000 kilometers away. Quote, the firing of a long-range ballistic missile from the warship was successfully carried out, end quote. That's what our IRGC chief, uh, Hossein Salami, said. Uh, then there's a video of it, folks, that we can watch if you go online. But uh, David, this is 
concerning because what if they were to move these ships into international waters off the coast of America, uh, in, uh, in, in the Gulf Coast, in international waters? If they have one of these ballistic missiles or a few of these they can fire off with nuclear warheads on the end of them, um, we're talking EMP now. And as I understand it, we no longer have, maybe like we did, according to John Mills, back many, many years ago when he was growing up, we had uh, different uh, battery systems set up around Seattle to protect uh, critical infrastructure, manufacturing, war, war machinery being manufactured. Uh, we don't have that kind of thing on the coast. Um, th this, this means they could sit out there, international waters, they have the right to do it, and blackmail us and tell us you're going to do X, Y, Z, or we're going to we're going to put down your power grid. True or false? Yeah, it's absolutely true. And, and you raise a great point. You know, most uh, national security analysts do not believe that Iran is a nuclear power, but uh, all of the intelligence I've seen, uh, Dr. Peter Fry, James Woolsey, uh, they wrote about this uh, long before I did back in I think uh, 2016 or 18, and, and came right out and said, uh, you know, they assessed that Iran is a nuclear power. Iran has had, uh, they were as close uh, to being a nuclear power in 2003 as we were three months before we detonated our first atomic bomb in July of 1945. So uh, there's no reason to believe that they self you know, they've restrained themselves to not uh, be a nuclear power and not, uh, you know, most likely with North Korean help, um, you know, testing their nuclear um, warheads in, uh, in North Korea's test facilities. So uh, with that, they uh, likely have super EMP satellites. They have uh, likely have ICBM capabilities. We don't know if they have any operational ICBMs, but they've proven ICBM capability with, uh, you know, firing off those, uh, those uh, the satellites, uh, the satellite launches get in 2020. And now, as you stated, they have uh, they've demonstrated uh, the operational capability to, to launch essentially medium-range ballistic missiles uh, which could be nuclear or super EMP armed uh, from uh, from container ships and uh, you know uh, merchant vessels. Uh, so as you mentioned, they could they could park one of those 50 miles off the shore of uh, Virginia and uh, you know fire a super EMP over uh, over DC in the surrounding area, and they could uh, seriously degrade America's nuclear command and control uh, and communication system. Uh, making it uh, much more difficult for us to uh, launch our nuclear weapons uh, in retaliation. Um, I, I brought this up, some of this up the other night with uh, General Flynn on the broadcast, Colonel Mills on the broadcast, uh, Colonel Rob Manis on the broadcast. Uh, General Flynn said this is a very, very, very concerning time. I mean, I look at the bio of you and all of these gentlemen, and when guys like that say this is an extremely concerning time, for our country because of, of what's going on, uh, I take them very seriously. And so I want to address that with you when we come back. Um, where are we at? If 10 is the worst, where are we at in our vulnerability and in, in our exposure? And then I want to ask you, David, what would be the likelihood that our enemies might want to put down, let's say, the eastern power grid? I know there's three power grids kind of divided by the Mississippi River, maybe a little further, but it gives the people a good good idea and then texas is its own grid would our enemies want to put down the east coast power grid alone and just that one for various reasons we'll discuss when we come back Don't go away. 
What would you do if your local pharmacy shut down or there was an interruption in the just-in-time inventory of critical medications? What if the power grid goes down and you need an antibiotic? What are you going to do? Hello, I'm Brandon House. Well, that concerned me and my wife for several years. And thankfully, last year, my friends at the wellness company that include Dr. James Thorpe and Dr. Peter McCullough created the wellness company emergency medical kit. I have four of them. That's because I have family members that I want to make sure I could provide antibiotics to in case of an emergency. You know, something very uh, non-life-threatening like strep throat could well become life-threatening if not treated. And if you can't get your hands on prescription meds during a national crisis, well, that would not be a good thing. So I got four of these kits so my family members have these eight vital medications. If you go to twc.health forward slash Brannon, TWC stands for the wellness company, twc.health forward slash Brannon. It will list for you the eight medications in this emergency kit and what they treat. Now, this is a real prescription from a doctor. So when you order it, be sure to then go back into your email, check your email for the paperwork you're going to have to complete and fill out so that you can get your prescription and get your emergency medical kit with these eight vital prescription meds in the mail at your front door. Again, this is a great way for your family to be prepared for the unthinkable. And with every purchase of each emergency medical kit, the wellness company donates a percentage back to our organization to help fund our broadcast. So everybody's winning. twc.health forward slash Brannon. twc.health forward slash Brannon. Thank you. All right, welcome back. Glad you're with us. Worldview Radio, website worldviewradio.com. Remember, Crosstalk comes up at top of the hour to a 2 p.m. Central on bcyamerica.org. Many of you are already listening to this station, so stay tuned for Jim Schneider, the host of Crosstalk, America's original Christian talk program since the 1970s. Uh, I got an email, as I told you yesterday, from someone said, thank you so much for introducing us to VCY America. We did not know about them, and now they are a regular part of our day as we enjoy their Christian broadcasting platform. So you can check them out. Yes, they have terrestrial stations all across the country, but you'll find them online digitally with their own digital platform and Roku channel, etc. I've been working with them for about 29 years. Can you believe that? Where has the time gone? Uh, VCYamerica.org. VCYamerica.org. Do any of you in the listening audience still see feel feel as though you are just a guy in his 20s? Uh, you know, that's how I feel so often. Even when I get to do um, amazing things and work with guys like David Pine and General Flynn and Colonel Rob Manis and and uh, Colonel Mills and all these guys, I think to myself, imagine a guy in his 20s getting to do this and I have to remind myself, I'm not in my 20s, but in my mind, I'm still just that young kid. Uh, do a lot of you think that way? I think life has a way of doing that. And it's probably a good thing, doesn't it? Because it makes us appreciate uh, where we've come from and where we've arrived to and what we've been able to do. But it's 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 gone so fast, I feel like I should still be in my 20s or 30s. But uh, I guess we have to make most of the day and redeem it while we can, right? Well, that's what we're trying to do as we try to sh- share with people what's happening and give them a Christian worldview, the Judeo-Christian worldview around national security. And indeed, these are big threats we're facing. We're not here to scare you folks, but we are here to make you aware so that we, the people, a government of the people, by the people, for the people, can ask our elected officials, please, please do what it is you're supposed to do first. Take care of 
our country first, our national security first, and yet so many are not doing that. I think that's by design, my friends. Enemies foreign and domestic are collapsing America from within. David Pine joins us to continue our conversation. David, uh, give your website of your uh, organization, please. Yes, EMPTaskForce.us. 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 EMP, electromagnet pulse. EMPTaskForce.us. If you want to read his substack, he writes great stuff there. It's D Pine, D P Y N E. Spell Pine, P Y N E. So D for David, D Pine.substack.com. He writes a lot of great things over there. David, what do you make of the question before the break? What what are the, what what are your concerns? Because I've wondered for some time if our enemies might love to put down the power grid on the East Coast, and then the rest of the country could sit and watch, uh, and read about it and hear about it. Not to mention the psychological trauma that would have, but off, off, also the financial with, with so much of the uh, financial sector on the East Coast. But then think about the um, migration the large migration of Americans running to the part that still has uh, a grid or at least the probability of a grid coming back up. Uh, you know, I think of that movie, I referenced it earlier by the Obamas that came out. Uh, and one line in the film, the guy says, the, the, the people that are behind this, they want us to finish each other off. They want to put us in a position where we finish each other off. I know that it's a matter of uh, military doctrine for our enemies that they would love to create as much chaos in America as they can to overwhelm our infrastructure, our our governments, local, state, federal, as well as our military, military officers and intelligence people, so overwhelmed that they don't have time to concentrate on what uh, uh, our enemies are doing around the world as we're melting down here at home. You already mentioned the inability to communicate and, and get, get uh, missiles off the ground and disrupting our nuclear triad. Uh, but think about the, the carnage if a bunch of migration starts from the East Coast headed toward the Midwest because their grid is either still operating or has the hope of coming back up where theirs has been fried with an EMP. What are your thoughts? Well, I, unfortunately, I think our grid is not that, quite that durable. So, uh, you know, it would depend, obviously, on the scale of the attack. If it was, uh, you know, a, a fairly minimal get to the uh, eastern grid that took it down, then, uh, you know, it's possible um, we could get the uh, the western Texas grid uh, functioning pretty rapidly. But, I mean, if it was a comprehensive, like a super EMP hit that blanketed most of the eastern grid, um, it's unlikely we could we could restore power in the, the western grid and, and the Texas grid anytime soon. Certainly that would be uh, possible eventually because, uh, you know, the circuits wouldn't be fried, the power transformers wouldn't be fried. It'd just uh, be a, kind of a, a matter of disconnecting from the from the other grid, uh, eastern grid, and, and uh, doing a black uh, black start. Uh, but this, just as, uh, you know, I, I just listened in. I, I attended a, a, recent, uh, a recent conference on national security, and there was a, a retired U.S. Army colonel, uh, whose name I forget, but he uh, worked for uh, General um, General Milley uh, when he was uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff as his, one of his principal advisors uh, for congressional affairs. And he stated that, um, you know, our enemies, uh, are, we know that, that they are planning to take down our, our grid with a, a massive cyber attack on day one of any war, and that's, uh, that's military doctrine for Russia, China, and North Korea. So... If they were to do that, uh, then they could blackmail, potentially blackmail, uh, you know, a U.S. president into accepting 
what I what I would term as kind of a conditional surrender in which we uh, withdrew all of our troops from abroad to the U.S. and then de-alerted our nuclear forces, and they would they would verify that it was uh, you know our ICBMs were de-alerted, our submarines remained in port at all times, and uh, in, in very substantial ways, it could it could essentially mean that we were new no longer a superpower, perhaps not even a nuclear superpower anymore. But uh, unfortunately, that's kind of a best-case scenario for what I see materializing under Biden if he continues to pursue what I call a, a policy of national suicide with regards to provoking uh, a third world war with Russia over Ukraine and with China over Taiwan. Um, interesting. You know, of course, I guess if they don't EMP the, the West Coast grid or the grid from about the center of the country west that would allow russia excuse me china if the uh, military agreements that were in place you know during the ussr time as we're told by former kgb officers china would get the lower 48 to grow food on that would allow them to bring that grid eventually back up uh, from the center of the country westward which is where you have a lot of your agricultural taking place anyway so it makes sense they wouldn't want to completely destroy that part of the grid in that part of the country so rich in agricultural correct david yeah that's absolutely right uh so uh you know that's really the plan so china has what i call their 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 uh main plan to become the global hegemon and that is that is through most through peaceful means to uh, reunify with taiwan peacefully uh, or else uh, to invade Taiwan without U.S. intervention, and then to uh, you know to remain at peace with with the U.S. but uh, continue to take us over economically and politically in terms of elite capture, as in the case of our Manchurian President Joe Biden. Um, but uh, he is he is in a car. He is traveling. Um, so we'll just let that cell catch back up. He'll. He'll either come back or we'll reconnect with him, one of the two. So let's uh, let's reconnect with him. It sounds like he broke off. Oh, he's back. You're back. We lost you for about 15 seconds. Back up there, please, David. Okay, sorry about that. So I, I was just saying that uh, the China's weapons and then to likely to occupy our, our western coast because, a lot, you know, a lot of people don't realize that that following a super EMP attack, uh, the U.S. military would, you know, likely uh, be very difficult to even operate uh, in terms of, you know, command and control, but also, you know, our vehicles and, and aircraft. Uh, but also, um, you know, it would kind of they would kind of melt away. I mean, with uh, you know, just like the end at the end of World War One, uh, you know, Germany's civilians were starving to death, and uh, you know, their soldiers received word that their their family members were were dying from starvation and they just they went on when they went on leave they just went AWOL and never came back and uh, unfortunately I think that's what would happen uh, if we were to get it as well and so uh, you know as you mentioned in, in an EMP attack scenario uh, US population would, would start uh, you know killing each other uh, for the last scraps of food over an extended period of time over a, per a period of a year uh, so that our population would be so drastically reduced, it would be the size of uh, Ukraine today, about 30, uh, 31 million people or so. Wow. Well, uh, that and, would, at that, that point, there would that would fit the goal of the no that fit the that goal point, of the globalists. No resistance. No resistance. That fit the goal uh, of the globalists. The, uh, 
the no resistance for the Chinese invasion. Wow, that would fit the globalist plan, the depopulation plan. And of course, we've seen the Deagle map that wants uh, population decrease by 68.5 percent. That'd be even greater than that. I probably ran the math on that one. That's very concerning. Um, uh, David, uh, let me ask you about Venezuela. Uh, back in 2009, 2010, if people go back into my archives, 2009, 2010, they, so that's quite some time ago, folks. 2009, 2010, I was doing broadcast on the reports that Iran was working to put missiles into northern Venezuela, Caracas, Venezuela. I read reports about a flight from Tehran to Venezuela, and no matter how far in advance you booked the flight, you weren't getting on it. It was always full. That's interesting. It was always full. Uh, and I think that's because it was a government flight. But there were reports of missiles being put into northern Venezuela by Iran. And these reports were, were out there at the Gatestone Institute and other places, 2009, 2010. And I began to warn then, what, what, what about, and people can find this in, in my uh, archives, what, what about a Venezuelan missile crisis. We had a Cuban missile crisis. What about a Venezuelan missile crisis? Because Caracas, Venezuela is about 1,264 miles as a crow flies to Miami. So um, as we see all of these things developing, uh, I know people then probably thought that again, that's over the top, but how, how concerned are you about these things that we were talking about back in 2009 and 2010 on this broadcast? Well, I'm very concerned that uh... You know, as you know, communist Cuba and Nicaragua and Venezuela have, have been bastions of, uh, you know, of the enemy for quite some time. And, uh, you know, JFK, of course, gave up. Essentially, he agreed, agreed to abrogate, abrogate the provisions of the Monroe Doctrine to keep uh, enemy uh, great powers out of the Western Hemisphere uh, when he, uh, you know, signed off on the compromise that prevented uh, uh, nuclear war with uh, the Soviet Union over uh there are missiles in Cuba. There are MRBMs in Cuba. Uh, but that's a, re a very real risk. And, uh, you know, I mean, Russia does have uh, medium-range ballistic missiles, uh, even potentially some IRBMs that they could station in, in Venezuela or Cuba. They could also station, uh, you know, nuclear supersonic bombers, uh, all of which could, could range, uh, range us. And, uh, uh it's just a, it's just a major threat, and, and you know even when we invaded Iraq back in 2003, I, I was arguing you know let's take our uh, take take care of our own backyard first. I mean there was uh, there were credible reports that uh, Cuba possessed uh, chemical and or biological we uh, weapons that they could potentially use against us uh, at that time period. I haven't seen any reports about that since, but uh, all of those are you know uh, the, the WMD threat. Um, to the U.S. is uh, is much more dangerous in our own hemisphere than it is is abroad. Although you know, uh, with uh, Chinese uh, nuclear missiles potentially in space, uh, hypersonic block uh, light vehicles, orbital strike weapons, uh, they could they could likely hit us, um, destroy DC within five to seven minutes. Warning of that. And there was a recent uh, a recent spy which reportedly gave China the secrets of how we detect. Uh, you know, missiles uh, being fired from space against the U.S., and perhaps they could employ countermeasures uh, to, con you know, confuse our system. So that wow. We Hold right there. Hold right there, David. I want anyone to miss what he just said. China has stolen information that could see how we are tracking ballistic missiles and our response. 
That's a big story. Uh, 1-800-347-9829. If you want to get on board, thoughts, comments, questions, 1-800-347-9829. Not too long ago, we received 3,000 bottles of potassium iodine. This is to protect your thyroid in the event of a nuclear event. We had one distributor we wanted to purchase it from and offer to our audience, and they said, I'm sorry, we can't sell it to you because we cannot keep it in stock. Therefore, we can't sell it to you because... You know, you'll get upset with us because you'll need it to fill the orders you have and we won't be able to send it to you. And that creates a PR problem for all of us. So sorry, we can't keep it in stock. Well, that led us to search and we were able to finally secure brand new 3000 bottles of potassium iodine. And by the way, these are selling fast. Well, no wonder the government recently, according to many reports, has ordered up $290 million in anti-radiation medication. What are they planning? We know the FBI and the military held a week-long nuclear strike event in Houston, Texas. In New York, they've been running PSAs for what happens if there's a nuclear attack. What is this all about? I have no idea what they're planning, folks. But I do know that among my family's emergency supplies is potassium iodine. You'll find it in supply at our store online at wvwtvstore.com, WVW. TVstore.com. You can also call 901-468-9357, 901-468-9357, or just visit WVWTVstore.com. All right, welcome back. Glad you're with us. Worldview Radio, website worldviewradio.com. We'll go to your calls here as quick as we can. David Pine, EMP Task Force. Uh, David, give the website again. I want to make sure I get it right. What is it, David? Yeah, emptaskforce.us. emptaskforce.us, emptaskforce.us. His website for his substack is dpine, P-Y-N-E, pine. D for David, obviously, and pine, P-Y-N-E, dpine.substack.com, dpine.substack.com. I want to go to the calls, but I, I, got, I want to get this in. You, you referenced, uh, 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 and we dealt with it the other night, a gentleman uh, – from from China stealing information from American corporations that could be tracking how we track ballistic missiles and and really again Colonel Mills General Flynn Colonel Manis the other night said this could show proof that they're preparing for first strike that China is preparing for first strike can you respond to that please yeah so uh, China is um uh, they are proceeding under the assumption that the U.S. will, in fact, defend Taiwan. So they, they have an operational plan they've been preparing for. They began mobilizing their military and economy for war in April or May of 2022. And those preparations are very well advanced. Um, so uh, they do have, uh, you know, a lot of plans underway. They have, obviously, about 100,000 uh, Chinese nationals, uh, mostly military age, about 85 percent, um, have crossed into the, into the U.S. that are been apprehended, and probably a lot more that have, that have uh, you know, uh, gotaways, I guess. And uh, that's enough to uh, just demand an entire Chinese group army. Uh, so that that's a huge threat as well. But uh, they absolutely are preparing uh, to uh, to hit us with everything they have. I think I don't think it would be a bolt out of the blue. I think most likely it would be uh, you know a massive cyber attack on day one, counter space attack to take it take out or take over our satellites, as you, you and I discussed, uh, they are developing technology uh, which could potentially enable them to hijack control of our satellites. Uh, so hopefully they don't have that technology developed yet. 
but it does include orbital uh, nuclear strike weapons, which could take out D.C. And, you know, it, a lot of people don't realize if, uh, if China or Russia were, was able to take out D.C. while the president and vice president were there, it would destroy all three nuclear footballs and potentially prevent the U.S. from being able to retaliate uh, with the nuclear response at all. And while we're on the air here right now, we are getting breaking news uh, here it is. It's not just at CNN. It's at many places. I just picked this headline for the sake of time. House Intel chairman announces, uh, seri- quote, serious national security threat, end quote. A source says it is related to Russia. House Intelligence Committee Chair Mike Turner has made information concerning a, quote, serious national security threat, end quote, available to all members of Congress to review, the committee said on Wednesday. While Turner in the White House remained vague on what the threat entitled, two sources and a U.S. official tell CNN the threat is related to Russia. Multiple sources familiar with the intelligence characterize it as, quote, very sensitive, end quote. Um, David, don't you find the uh, timing on this a little odd, being we just had the interview between Tucker Carlson and Vladimir Putin? Yeah, I sure do. Uh, you know, Mike Rogers, of course, is one of the neocon warmonger crowd that's been trying to get us into World War III with Russia. And We've, stuck, we've seen this with, uh, you know, a lot of NATO leaders, uh, you know, spreading this, uh, the fake war scare that, you know, Russia's about to invade uh, NATO with no evidence to support that. In fact, as we learned from the Tucker Carlson interview, Putin has, has been trying to uh, establish a negotiated peace uh, with uh, both Ukraine and, and NATO for quite some time, you know, dating from December 2021, at least, when, uh, you know, we had that mutual security treaty, which uh, Dr. Peter Pry, our former uh, late uh, greatest visionary executive director, said was uh, almost more favorable to the U.S. than it was to, to Russia itself. So, uh, you know, Putin has been wanting peace. Uh, and, you know, it's amazing to me that, that Biden refuses to even talk to, to Russia. Uh, you know, he refuses to open up any channels for deconfliction, for ending the war, for negotiating peace. Um, and, he, you know, he vetoed the, uh, the very reasonable uh, Russian peace offer of uh, March 31st, 2022, which was 90 percent finalized. Uh, you know, the Ukraine was actually planning on ending the war and saving the lives of 250,000 Ukrainian soldiers, and Biden and Boris Johnson vetoed it. And there's no path. There's no path to victory. There's no chance. Uh, to be able to uh, to end the war without negotiation, and Biden missed that, but he refuses to talk peace with with Putin, and, and so they keep drumming up all these uh, fake threats uh, in the in the hopes that uh, you know uh, Speaker our great Speaker Johnson will cave and, and approve uh, you know Biden's terrible uh, sixty billion dollar Ukraine aid bill. And just wait, folks, for the false flag. Right here we go. Uh, line one, Mark in New York. Mark, thanks for calling in. You're on with David Pine. Hi, I'd like to make a uh, comment. Okay. Okay, um, first I would like to basically say that all of your viewers need to check out a video on YouTube called The Greatest Lie Ever Sold, The Greatest Lie Ever Sold by Anthony Hilliard. In a nutshell, it basically comes to the conclusion with interviews with airplane pilots, architects, and everybody who's involved uh, surrounding the 9-11 event that, without reservation or doubt, that was an inside job. Okay. Having said but that's, that, that's not, that's not our lo- topic today, guys. We need you to stay on topic, okay? That's one of the things we really need you to do. Okay, our time is limited, and our 
guest times are limited and we need to get people to come in here and talk about the topic on the table, please. Not, uh, not that I'm not interested in that topic, Mark, but I gotta stay on topic today. Zoe, line two, go ahead, Zoe in Illinois. Um, I have a question. How soon uh, after, if the grid were taken down, number one, the, how soon would the water be undrinkable uh, from the tap? or mm. would it? In, and the other one is, uh, if you had a cell phone in a Faraday bag, could you still use it? Okay, go ahead, David. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, an EMP attack would take out uh, in our, uh, our um, distribution. Right. The water as you all know, and it, uh, it could be within several days. I mean, the water wouldn't even... Water what? Yeah, we're we're losing him. Uh, David, you come back here. You back, David? Uh, yeah. How long? How long would it take for the water to go bad? All right, we lost David. Oh, that's thank you, thank you, Zoe. Thank you. Um, we'll get reconnected with him and get an answer for you on that, Zoe. How long it would take? Robert from Milwaukee. Sorry, we didn't get to you. We had that breaking news, which just threw yeah. us off. Uh, with the House Intel announcing serious national security threat, sources say it's related to Russia. Now, don't you find the top, the timing interesting? Russia, Russia, Russia. Here we go again, folks. Very interesting indeed. David Pine, his substack is dpine.substack.com. Thanks to David. Thanks to Aaron. And thanks to you for watching. We appreciate it. We'll get this up online at worldviewradio.com and worldviewtube.com. Stay tuned for Crosstalk at bcyamerica.org. Take care. We have slashed the shipping cost on our freeze-dried food at wvwtvstore.com. Hello, I'm Brandon House. And for this month of January and February, we are slashing our shipping by half, half the cost gone. We're saving you half the price you would normally pay for shipping this heavy freeze-dried food. But this is for a limited time only at wvwtvstore.com. Here we are in January of 2024. I think it's going to be a bumpy ride as we go into the election in the fall of 2024, not to mention the threat of World War III, China going after Taiwan, all the military-age males that have poured over our border from Islamic nations and the CCP. Folks, do you have your preparations in order? Even the mainstream media like CBS Face the Nations talking about a black swan event a major national security black swan event in 2024. There's the talk of the power grid going down. Even the irresponsible FBI director told Congress that all the lights are flashing red for a terrorist attack. Well, it might be predictive programming, and they may cause it to happen or allow it to happen. But reality is, if it happens, you want to make sure you're prepared. I took about three days during the Christmas break to get more organized. I've been prepping since 2013, but I had some prepping gear in one closet and another in another closet. I got organized, got it all put together in the right places. I know where everything is. And then I even added to it and updated. Well, here's your chance to update your emergency supplies by going to wvwtvstore.com for the month of January and February as we have slashed shipping of our freeze-dried food in half. So that'll save some of you several hundred dollars. But you need to take action now while we have the supplies and while you can save half on the normal shipping price. WVWTVstore.com, WVWTVstore.com, or 901-468-9357, 901-468-9357.
5-7. Again, you can place your order over the phone if you prefer, 901-468-9357. Or for greatest of ease, just go right online, wvwtvstore.com, and get it while it lasts and half off the shipping cost. Thank you.